Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 334. My wish for everybody is to make motorsports a family affair. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Sandy Cotterman. Sandy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, I am. I've got my race suit on and everything. All right, cool. I love it when my guests show up ready to go. Sandy Cotterman found the motorsports party rather late in life. Under the Jaguar mark, she became a passionate enthusiast and is a JCNA certified judge for prestigious Concours events up and down the East Coast. Her credentials media pass has landed her at the top Concours events, researching the cars of the world's finest automotive museums. She's been in the pits at the 24-hour of Le Mans, Monaco's F1, Daytona, and Sebring, just to name a few events. She attended high-performance driving courses and recently participated in her first TSD rally, the Monty Shelton Northwest Classic. Sandy also writes for MMR, Motorsports Marketing Resources, under the byline, Sandy on Assignment. So Sandy, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your passion for automobiles? Well, first off, Mark, it's a thrill to be on your show, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, motorsports has really just become my life, and as you said, I'm late to the motorsports party. I never realized that there was even a world out there related to cars. Uh, when I go back and look at fo- family photo ab- albums, we don't even have pictures of cars in there. <laughs> I come with a background uh, in science. I'm a nutritionist and also got into the real estate world. And like a lot of the collectors and drivers, um, my business actually supports my hobby. So I can appreciate how expensive sometimes this hobby can be. Oh, yeah. But also, it's a, it's a hobby that everybody can enjoy. You don't have to spend a lot of money. So it's been a thrill for me to write about my adventures and to learn about the sport. Uh, it's not so much about the cars. It's also about the people. And um, I feel very blessed to have landed in this hobby. Well, welcome to the crowd. (laughs) Welcome to the club, I should say. And, uh, you know, it is great. We talked a little bit in our pre-show chat about uh, people finding their passion in cars. And I think it's great 
that that's happened to you. And I'm so happy to have you as a guest here on Cars Yeah. And as we continue on your journey and learn more about you and what you're doing, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Sandy, take the wheel. I've been thinking about that, Mark, and I I can't say there's anything really profound. There isn't a Churchill or a Abe Lincoln quote. It's kind of a way of being for me. It's and I always think of just do it and try to be as positive as I can. And what I've tried to do in in my life is be as gracious and and humble. You know, it's hard to actually say that as I can, and just be the best I can and try things. Uh, and also keep things simple as I'm doing it, not try to complicate life. So my inspiration, I think, comes from others. I I admire other people and how they tackle their journey in life, and it gives me inspiration. Well, you said it in your introduction there about it really is about the people, and I agree, having just returned from the wonderful car week down in Monterey and Pebble Beach and Carmel, and we talked about that as well. You've attended that event many times. Yes, there's a lot of cars down there and a lot of eye candy and it's just overwhelming, but it really is about the people that we meet in this hobby that we're involved in and the relationships that we form and and the wonderful nature of people and sharing their vehicles with us so we can learn a lot more. So I love hearing you say that. I mentioned rather when we started this that you entered into your passion for cars a little bit later in life. Can you tell us before we, we get in with some of the other questions here, what pulled you into it at this point in time in your life? Oh, I'd love to share this story because it's just it just tickles me. First off, let me just tell you, I grew up in the Midwest in Wisconsin. I can remember every weekend hearing about Elkhart Lake. It mm. meant nothing to me. <laughs> then I went to Purdue. We had the football games. We had the Indy Pace cars at every football game. It meant nothing to me. But what I always loved to do is drive, and I always drove on family trips. I was the one to drive, and I always wanted a convertible. Mm. That was just in not any particular mark. I just wanted a convertible. But coming from pretty conservative parents, the safety factor was, you know, they always, oh, it's not safe. So I, it, I never got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother passed away, and I thought, well, this is my time. And my dad looked at me and said, no, not, you're not getting a convertible. <laughs> So sadly, when dad passed away, I had his Lincoln to unload, Mm -hmm. and um, a family friend said, do you mind if a cousin calls who deals with used cars? And uh, I said, no. So he called, and the name of the place was Europa. Mm. And something flooded in my mind, and I said, do you by any chance deal with used cars convertibles? So to make a long story short, he did, and I traded my dad's Lincoln for not the car that I thought I would get. I wanted one of these little, like a little gold or silver Mercedes or a little Porsche. And he came up with a red Jag, a 2000 XKR, red, which was the last thing because I didn't want to stand out. (laughs) So, you know, I I went down um, to see the car and it was just too big looking, too red looking. And I sat in it and I drove it and I was hooked. Mm. That started it, but then I'm, I'm sitting around the pool up in Boston, and people are talking about these events, car events. Mm-hmm. So I found out about the car events, took my little uh, jag to them, and it was a Concours. 
And the people that I met at the JAG Concours in Boston were so nice. They were kind of, I say, like the MIT professors type, professor types, mm-hmm. kind of tinkered. And they were just so embracing. And it was a community for me. Yeah. So as I, uh, you know, I went through all their little events. And one year I heard the guys talking about Pebble Beach. And, uh, you know, every woman loves Pebble Beach. If you want to lure your wife into an event, <laughs> take, her to, take her to Monterey Week, but to Pebble Beach. Yep. And um, I was told to go see this gentleman who knew everything about Pebble Beach, and that was Peter Barassa, who's the oh, publisher yes. of MMR. Yeah, he's uh, been a guest here on Cars, yeah. Yes, uh, Motorsports Marketing Resources. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Peter on the phone and I said, Peter, I'm, I'm hitting one of those big birthdays and I'd like to include something about motorsports. I have 365 days of fun and adventure and I, I, I don't have to run off and do everything, but I want to make each day count. So Peter and I met and what was so fascinating to me is he had put together on an eight and a half by 11 sheet something called the making of a car lady. Mm. And he said, if you really want to learn about cars, if you want to really learn it, these are the things you should do. Well, Peter and I have joked about it because that was like a 10-year plan, I think, in his mind. <laughs> but he said, you know, these are the books. You know, you start out with Burt Levy's books. Um, oh, yeah. These, these are the events you go to. And as it turned out, I was about to do a hiking trip with a girlfriend in Lamont, so I knew I could schedule that. Yep. You know, go to the races, because in the late 40s, that's how cars were introduced into the States. So that's how I would learn about it. And you have to keep in mind, I knew nothing about cars. I had no interest. I knew nothing other than I loved to drive. So I, um, I set out on these adventures. And at the beginning, Peter had somebody on the other end I would meet like a race car driver, you know, a gentleman driver mm-hmm. or another girl that was interested. And so I started knocking these things out and I realized I loved it. Mm. I, I loved going to the track and, and believe it or not, it sounds weird, but smelling the, the tires, you know, the, that smell <laughs> that's at the track. Yep. I love watching the cars. You know, the guys are out drinking and have some, having cigars. I just love that. I mean, I could be riveted in my seat and watch. And so that is really how I started into the sport. And it was, it was a community of people. And then uh, with encouragement from the guys in my club, encouraged me to get into the judging. And women are very attentive to detail. And mm-hmm. I, I think that was something that, you know, interested me, uh, the judging, the history of cars. You know, to me, it's the way to teach history to children. The people that you get to meet in this sport, I would never have an opportunity to meet them otherwise. And they're very low-key. The more low-key the person is, the more famous they are. So that's the the roundabout way of how I actually got into it. Uh, I was sitting at a Gooding auction uh, at um, Monterey, at Pebble Beach, and um, met the man who's my partner now, who is a sophisticated car guy. I mean, so our life is all about cars. I'm the person who loves the racing, but we both judge and we both attend different car shows. So you never know where something will go if you're open-minded. That was the thing. I was, And um, let me just add, mm-hmm. uh, when I had that, when I finished that 365 days, 
Um, I celebrated my big birthday in Monticello, New York, on the racetrack doing a high-performance uh, school. Cool. And I tell you, I had to break kind of mental barriers when you had to go from so fast to, you know, break. And it was just something I could do. You know, it just was amazing. So cool. Wonderful story. You really did answer my next question about uh, that pivotal moment when your life changed with cars. And now I know what to get you for Christmas. O-day burnt, <laughs> O-day burnt rubber. <laughs> that would be the perfect Christmas gift for Sandy, I think. But uh, Or that instead of that uh, vanilla candle in her bathroom, it's the burnt clutch candle that's uh, burning in there. So uh, I love that. I love that. So, Sandy, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and and talk a bit about a huge challenge or a great failure that you faced along the way here with your your newfound passion for automobiles. And tell us how you overcame that situation. What did it teach you? My biggest challenge was that I've never been around cars to speak of. I didn't have a dad that was into cars. I didn't have a brother that was into cars. So when you you open the hood of the car, the bonnet of the car, I mean, it was like a a foreign country to me under there. So I have, with the help of a lot of people, asking questions, not being afraid to ask, and at this stage in life, I have to keep asking and reading, is to really learn about the guts of the cars. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, all the different marks. You know, that's a, that's a work in progress, but I, I kind of figured out if you look at the grill, that gives you a hint right off the bat, you <laughs> yes. know, for a lot of these cars. Yep. And uh, I'll never forget going out to dinner with a dear friend of mine in uh, Boston. There we were, and this flashy sports car came up, and I said, oh, my gosh, that's a Veyron. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, I impressed <laughs> myself. <laughs> Yeah, and those are quite a vehicle, too. Wow, yeah, very impressive. So the challenge, Mark, really, is in anything in life, is if you if you want to learn something, you've really got to put in some time, and you've got to ask questions, and you've got to admit you don't know the answers. You know, and the, the key with that, and what's really great about the car hobby, is so many people in the car hobby are willing to share with you. You can go to car shows, go to racing events, vintage racing events. You can walk up to the owners, ask them questions, and they'll tell you more than you ever wanted to know about that vehicle. And uh, that is really the great way to uh, share information. I think that's great. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call one of those aha moments in your automotive life when the headlights come on and kind of illuminated your way for a new direction, a new focus that you had. And tell us the steps that you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I would say it was early on, and I was at the Sebring 12 races. I had met what I call these old-timey racers, and they were able to get me into the the pits. And there were just limited seats for for that event. And uh, I had a friend ship a race suit down. I put it on. You know, I felt like a rock star when you put those race suits on. You're like <laughs> a, a whole other person. Oh, yeah. Um, but I went over to the um, the Jag booth where they had the new cars, and there was Davy Jones. And I had uh, met Davy a couple of times just at the drive and ride things that they have at Amelia Island, you know, where you can test drive cars. Oh, yeah. I never test drove a car, but... I just, you know, just admired him. He was friendly. And he said to me, he said, Sandy, you are doing things on your adventure that that people dream about in a 
for a lifetime. They never have a chance to do it. And he said, you're just doing it. And so I realized then that if I did want to learn about this sport and I did want to have a community, I had to just go and do things. So my aha moment was him saying, gosh, you know, you really have the guts to do it. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And one of my recent articles that I wrote actually was at the beginning of the year for MMR was the bucket list. Mm. And I've heard so many guys talk about, and it's usually men because the women go and do it, but <laughs> the guys saying, you know, someday I'm going to do this someday. Right. Uh, and your, your someday is now, and you don't need necessarily a lot of money. You just need to plan. You need to work it in your schedule. And they're great things. Uh, that you can do and see here in this country. You don't always have to go some someplace else. Mm-hmm. But that's how I went about it. I mean, there are fabulous museums in this country and small little towns that you, you know, people don't even realize it's in their back door. Yes. Ah, I love it. I love it. Great, great advice there. How about proudest moments in this field of cars that you're involved in now? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out you could share with us? I think the proudest moment I had was being with my daughter when we went uh, on a trip together, and we did a bookend trip. We um, flew to Italy, and she happens to live in Kenya, so we we, uh, rendezvoused there. And again, this is a new sport for me, and it's a new introduction for her. And so we met and we got to be at the start of the Millimilia together Ooh, and cool. to watch her enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. If you've been to the, if you had a car in the Millimilia in 2014, let me know because I probably have a picture of you at the start. <laughs> I send many of those out. Uh, then to go to Villa Deste and Villa Urbe at the very end. Mm. So it was a moment that I got to share my passion with my daughter. And other moments that have been special in my life have revolved around, you know, being with her and and watching her successes and learning from her. Yeah, well, there it is, the people again, the people aspect of this. And I mentioned to you in our pre-show chat that I started taking my son to events when he was four, and I started taking him to the Pebble Beach Car Week when he was eight years old. He's 21 now, and uh, many, many, many special memories with my son going to those events. It's been absolutely fantastic. I love that. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You mentioned that Jaguar, the red one that you got, but is there a another car that was your first really special vehicle? And if so, could you share a memory with us about that car? Okay, now don't forget, you know, cars were not a part of my life. I don't even remember what my dad drove growing up. I mean, <laughs> it just was nothing with transportation. Someone said, well, what did you have in college? I've been trying to rack my brain. I had a red Dodge Duster. <laughs> okay, <know>? cool. That's, that's <laughs> cool. That was my car. Now, I think my first adult car was an Audi, and I, I loved that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't ask me what kind it was. It was gold. <laughs> and then, then for... 30 years, I was a Jeep girl. You know, I hauled stuff. Wow. Uh, So I, you know, I loved Jeeps. And so the one, though, that I, uh, you know, was my passion turned into this 2000 XKR. And I ended up getting um, a second one. And so I kept one in one location where I live and the other for the summer, which to all of my girlfriends was not a surprise because I usually have doubles and triples of outfits and things. <laughs> but it was a car that when the, the gentleman who sold me the first one said, oh, I found another one, 
do you have a girlfriend who would like a car just like yours? I said, no, I don't want a girlfriend to have anything like mine. Oh. <laughs> so that's how I ended up with two of these these cars. I'm going to make sure uh, <laughs> that nobody gets this matching car. <laughs> and, you know, I just sold that car. I'm kind of working up to my dream car. So I sold the second one, uh-huh. and um, I sold it when I um, – uh, was out of the country. I had someone sell it for me, and I haven't seen it tootling around town. That I kind of wonder, you know, how I'll feel when I when I do. Yeah, see it. At least yeah. I have the other one. It's like that old boyfriend or girlfriend that you know you part <laughs> ways and you see somebody else with it and you kind of go, oh, <laughs> or you go, yay. <laughs> you know, another thing, um, an article that I wrote is that. Uh, it was titled something like, what is it about cars that make you smile? And what prompted me is every time I'd be at a stoplight, somebody would get their little cell phone out and they'd be snapping a picture of my car. <laughs> and it was really the license plate. You know, I have one that kind of ties in my, you know, who I am with the Jags. Then I started to, you know, think about that whole thing and ask people what made them smile and try to figure out what is it that makes me smile Mm. about cars. You know, I love being in my car, but for me, if a car has wings, Mm. you know, I I love any kind of a car, a Countach, you know, a you know, a 300 SL, anything with wings, I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, those are cars to love for sure. How about uh, vehicles? You talked about selling cars. Is there one in particular that you really wish you had back in the garage? No, there isn't one I w- wish I had back in the garage, but that question comes up every time we have to do a roundtable introducing ourselves when mm-hmm. we're doing judging events. And what I say is I wish I had, had picked up on all the the cues even growing up because I probably would have loved being a race car driver. Mm, so that's yeah. what, you know, that's where I missed the boat, I think. Yeah, yeah, wonderful sport. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on today that really has you excited and fired up? Uh, well, I happen to be working on a new 365 Days of Fun and Adventure. I'm hitting another one of those big birthdays. There you go. <laughs> so um, I think what I'm doing is looking at what is it, what, what really is the next step for me. And mm-hmm. I would love to do some rallies, and I would love to devote the time to getting into all these beautiful books that are here in our library and just start reading about more of the lives of um, the people that I've actually met, too, sure. uh, and some of the cars that I've met, I've seen. And I, I'd also, I guess, like to continue to go to the museums and repeat the museums. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this is a work in progress for me. So when you, know, you, you go to something as, um, you know, some of these huge museums with the cars, it's almost a blur. Yes. You just have to return. So that's something that I would like to do. Yeah. Part of my next adventure, too. Well, when you come up here to the Pacific Northwest, I'll take you to the LeMay Museum. We'll have a fun day there and check out all the cars. Uh, I've had several people from that museum on cars, yeah. And we can also go over to the LeMay Family Museum, which is a second museum where uh, Nancy LeMay has kept some of oh, the cars. Oh, I love that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah great fun. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Sandy. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? I would be a light gold 2017 Porsche 911 RS with red interior. Oh, my goodness. Well, now, that's a very interesting answer because that was so specific. What is it about that Porsche that relates to who Sandy is? It's fast, it's classy, and it's a little edgy. 
There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm a big fan of Porsche 911s as the listeners here on Cars Yeah know. So uh, I think we get along just great. So Sandy, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Sandy, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yes. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, aesthetically is enjoy the journey. Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I believe I'm a good listener hmm. and um, very flexible. Very nice. I would say yeah. that would be it. Very nice. You know, there's a great book, uh, Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And Habit number five, I believe, is first listen to understand, then speak to be understood. So important. So many people Mm -hmm. don't listen well. So that is a great habit. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would enjoy? Oh, absolutely. Uh, It's the one I've been mentioning. Mm -hmm. If you uh, go to mmrsite.com, and when you get to the site, go up where it says the MMR blog, and that's where you will see Sandy on Assignment. And it'll be about my adventures, and there'll be a lot of how-tos. And I think the bucket list is a great article. Uh, and if, you, if you're not able to go someplace, you know, I'd love you to vicariously travel with me. Uh, there I'm you just go. <laughs> drawn to certain things. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. Sandy, would you share a book that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading? I'd like to, yes. I was asked to write a review on Lynn St. James' book on herself called An Incredible Journey. Hmm. And I read it on the plane to Nairobi, and I shared a lot of it with my daughter. It's not only a story of her life and, and how most racers get into the sport. It's like a fluke almost. But it's very inspirational. And again, a lady with a lot of grace and humility. And it's a book I believe should be on shelves in high schools, almost required reading because of the motivation and the historical part of it. You know, I just communicated with Lynn earlier this week. It's so funny you mentioned that. She's going to be a future guest here on Cars. Yeah, I'm so excited to interview her. I love that book. She's an incredible woman, incredible person. So uh, I really appreciate you mentioning that. And I remind our listeners, there's a great place on the Cars Yeah website, Guest Recommended Books, where you can find this book 
and all the books recommended by the previous guest before Sandy at carsyad.com, or you can just type Sandy in the search bar. Her show notes page will open with links to that book by Lynn St. James. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Sandy, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, because today I'm going to write the check. What would that one vehicle be and why? Well, I'm not sure you're going to like my answer, but (laughs) I'm not a collector. I I don't even collect stuff, and I don't drive a manual. So, you know, a lot of of owning something like that would be wasted on me, but I'll tell you what I do want, as Mm -hmm. long as you are writing the check. Of course. I want my private jet in my own hangar. Oh, gosh. So I can go, (laughs) and I can just fly around and attend all these things. I'd love... To, to take my jet to an event, to one of the rallies, and just rent a car, uh, one of the old cars, and be a, a navigator. So they're really, I'm one that I, I admire the cars. I, I love to see the excitement at the auctions. It's one of my favorite pastimes, going and especially uh, going to the RM auctions. But I, um, I just give me the jet so I can go everywhere. Oh my gosh, you know, this is a very expensive day because the guest I interviewed this morning, which is the guest that will be airing on Cars Yeah right before your show, John Kleinard, he chose a GTO, the famous Ferrari GTO, which is probably the most expensive car. <laughs> and now you've one-upped everybody by requesting a jet. <laughs> You're the first guest here on Cars Yeah that wants a jet so you can go to all these events. I think that was a brilliant answer but oh my gosh i'm gonna have to get out the big checkbook i think for that (laughs) one so uh, but i think that's a pretty cool unique answer i love that sandy you've taken me on a great ride today and i've really enjoyed talking with you and i want to thank you for sharing your journey i'm so happy you're part of the club now you've been bit by the car bug you're one of us could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you fly off into the sunset in that private jet i'm about to buy you well, um, my my wish for everybody is to make motorsports a family affair. I believe uh, if you can get children involved, take them to cars and coffee. If you can get spouses involved, uh, start out with fun things and make it a family affair because it is a lot of fun. They're wonderful people. There's a lot to learn historically in the sport uh, and just enjoy the journey. Great advice. And I assume the best way for our listeners is to access you is through MMR. Is that right? Yes, that's a great way. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that you can find links to all these great resources that Sandy has shared on her show notes page at carsyad.com slash Sandy Cotterman. And if you just put Sandy in the search bar, her page will pop up and you can find the MMR site and read the wonderful stories. I encourage you to go there. She's done a great job of taking us all along on these journeys that she's enjoying life with. What fun. Sandy, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your and your expertise and for sharing your life with us and the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road or up in the air. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.